0: You're listening to episode 60, brought to you by HelloFresh. For $30 off your first week, go to HelloFresh.com and enter the code CTL30. Listening to Cultivating the Lovely with me, Mackenzie Monroe from CultivatingTheLovely.com and bold turquoise across pretty much all social media, along with
1: Leah Bowden from Modern Miss Mason and LeahBowden.com. Today we're gonna talk about how each of us tries to live in the Word of God, how we approach our reading and studying and living out the Bible.
0: Yeah, and this is a topic, I mean, obviously, I've talked about a number of times on the show. I've even had a whole episode on it with Jody McKenna, one of the other co-hosts, where we've talked about kids' Bible study methods and different Bible studies that we've liked and that sort of thing. But I always think it's interesting to get a variety of opinions on this matter because we all do things a little differently in general. Plus, I think we have different seasons to our lives. And with you having a church, and I think we a lot of us, see you as having this Charlotte Mason perspective on a lot of life. And so I thought it'd be yeah. fun to talk to you and see if that perspective also influences your Bible study and kind of how you make it just like a really ingrained daily thing for you.
1: Well, interesting. Great. Happy to dig into this. Um, this is really key to my the, the rhythm of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you know for me growing up in a Christian home and making a decision to personally follow Jesus very early in my life mm-hmm. um, the Bible has been has been yeah integral to my routines to my decision-making to my relationships and everything so um, this is along with nature study one of my favorite topics yeah um, and it's it's interesting coming i guess digging in initially your comment on the charlotte mason philosophy so yeah um so my approach to education um is rooted definitely in in the charlotte mason philosophy so a philosophy is a guiding principle many people hear me talk like this so it, it isn't an idol in our life it doesn't dictate how or who we are, Mm -hmm. um, or how we do things, it forms a guiding principle, which to me has to undergird my family and the rhythms of my life and what I bring to it. So I bring to the Charlotte Mason philosophy, my, you know, my church background, Mm my, uh, I guess my understanding of theology and doctrine all that kind of stuff as well as our own personalities I bring that to the table Mm -hmm. and that's my approach around the philosophy rather than the Charlotte Mason philosophy placing on me and shaping me Um, the real the root of that for me is that the Word of God shapes our life and our family and our rhythm rather than an academic or an educational philosophy so I think it's really important that we that we, that we do it that way. So within the philosophy itself, or within the methodology, Charlotte Mason was a Christian, she was a real, uh, when we read her work, it is, she talks about the divine, it's important, it was very important to her that her students studied the word of God, that they studied the Bible, um, they would study it um, you know, book by book, Old Testament and New Testament, mm. um, bits of both going on at the same time. Uh, she, she talked about hymn study and the importance of learning theology through song I love all that I mean, it's all it's all incredible um and but I don't particularly do it maybe in the way that the old sort of p schools would have done that the rhythm of our homeschooling days we the the word of God is the first thing we come to so my background is pretty charismatic, I don't know, uh, I'm sure your listeners are from all different walks of life yeah. and all different and all different backgrounds, and um, I was raised on kind of have a quiet time, you know, read some Bible, pray. My Christian experience and my church experience is very lively, is um, lots of kind of, you know, upbeat music mm-hmm. and very... Um, and the word of God not always preached. Uh, well, well, often I don't know. It wasn't always thematic. It wasn't always you know verse by verse. But sometimes it was. Um, it was taught. Um, I guess in, yeah, in whatever the church was going through, whatever the church needed to hear in that time, Mm -hmm. a lot of, oh, just so much in there, which I know the more people I meet across the world, the more people who are, um, the more Christians I meet, the more people I meet in, in the States and also people who are using the philosophy, we do all bring our our beliefs and our background to the table when it comes to this. So So she, you know, so we read the Bible every day. Um, I personally read it myself as well before I read it with my children. So, you know, you know, I've talked before about mother culture and this idea that... Um, Charlotte says if mothers could only do for themselves what they do for their children, mm-hmm. you know, then we would have um happier days, you know. And she talks very enthusiastically about applying what you applied in your family with your children to yourself. And for that, again, there's this rhythm of reading and, and Bible study and going outside and listening to good music and looking at beautiful art. Um mm-hmm. but for me there has to be, there's a deeper core of why I read the Word of God. It's not yeah. just so that I know it in my mind. It's not so that I can recite scriptures. It's not so that I can, you know, I could sing the books of the Bible to you, Mackenzie. Yeah. I'm sure it would. great. <laughs> I'm sure it would greatly impress our listeners, but um, I won't. (laughs) Please, give (laughs) us a rendition. We can put it on YouTube. You'll be featured. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. (laughs) Um, Maybe next time. (laughs) Um, But it, it has to um the, the the word of god is living and active it's sharper than any two-edged sword you know mm-hmm. it, it never retor- turns void it always does what it's been sent out to to do so i my faith is when i sit and and read the Word of God, whatever I'm working my way through, that it does something in my life, that it actually changes something every single day. So I, I read um, with a journal next to me. I read with a gratitude journal. I'm always writing down things that I'm grateful for. And I read... Um, with and I pray God show me what is it you want me to take from this part that I'm reading today and whether it's one verse or a whole concept that's come out of something um then I I write that down and I will meditate on that throughout the day and think about it um and that probably is a little bit different to how I approach it with my children even though I am teaching them to approach the word of God that way yeah so i might uh read them a passage from the bible if i'm sitting with my children and then get them to tell me back in their own words you know what just happened um you know how did it make you feel what do you think it means anything like that really just some kind of uh, a bit of a narration that comes yeah. out um And it is interesting because I find myself throughout, you know, Dave and I often will talk about the Word of God, what we've been reading to each other. And I realized the other day, oh, actually, we're narrating to each other. We are telling back, um, you know, what we've read and we encourage that in our families that way. And we don't use that, you know, please narrate the Bible to me. We just, what are you reading? Um, You know, what are you reading? What has God said? What are you doing about it? And they're the three questions that we, as a church and as a family, place around, um, yeah, place around our reading. So slightly- yeah like those are very good questions for anybody to just take note of
0: when they're reading the word
1: really good questions and uh, we uh, in january we launched a initiative it seems really simple and really uh, well duh you know every church should be doing this but actually um you know we have a growing congregation in the city and um the moment you take the emphasis off the word of God, you know, you might as well be running some kind of club or some kind of social club. And, um, but yet... As you pastor people, you realize often they haven't gone to God themselves. They're not rooted. Yeah. They're not devotionally rooted in the Word of God. So we began in January just bringing everyone back to that page one, really. And we, we started this uh, um, series called Devotionally Anchored. And we are week after week after week, our teaching and our preaching and our encouragement throughout the connect groups in the week is, you know, are you uh, create a habit of reading the Bible every day and praying? So we've got this hashtag habit and huddle and the habit is that daily habit the huddle is meeting with somebody else um and asking those three questions what are you reading what is god saying to you and what are you doing about it mm-hmm. and um so we're into march we're still going strong with it was st- people are still huddling um they're really getting and we are teaching on the importance of being rooted and devotionally anchored in the word of god and it has been a really fruitful three months and we're you know we're not stopping um So, you know, you apply that to your own life, you apply that to your family, you apply that to how you're discipling your children and discipling other women around you, whatever you're doing right now. Um, And just amazing, just asking somebody else, so um, what are you reading in the Bible at the moment? And they go white in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I, you know, for some people, I can't remember the last time I picked it up. Yeah. But yet professing Christ and they're wanting to um, follow Jesus. But that, you know, I, it doesn't match up because that's where we get our wisdom. That's where we get the truth. That's how we, uh, you know, what creates the heartbeat of who we are. So really interesting season for us. And, um, and it's been great to apply that to our family, apply that to our marriage Mm -hmm. and apply that to our discipling of of other people. And it's, it's been really fruitful. How do you do that, Mackenzie? How do you approach it?
0: Well, I was just going to say kind of on, along with what you're saying, some of the thoughts that I had for today were similar is that so much of it sometimes has to be boiled down to, it's just a habit. It's just something that you have done enough times that it would feel odd in your day if you didn't do it. that's and right. that's not to shame anyone because we all fall out of habits from time to time and things, you know, I know that this last, you know, six months for me has been grueling and intense and I really kind of had to re-reconcile a lot of things in my faith that I had known in my head for a long time but hadn't necessarily felt in my heart for a long time. Just like God's acceptance and love of me. Like I had really come to this place where I just never felt good enough and I felt like how could he love me and all those kinds of questions that I had to kind of be able to work through before I could come back to the word consistently again and feel like it was... It was nourishing me. Not to say that it it wasn't, while I would try to read it throughout that time, but there were those roadblocks I was really having to work through. But I think so much of it, you know, we just think like, oh, I haven't had this habit, you know, I feel bad about it. But sometimes you got to try, I think, a few different things to figure out what is going to help that habit to stick because it might be yes. trying a different study or just totally simplifying things and saying, I'm just going to memorize one verse for the next, you know, two weeks or whatever. Like, yeah, sometimes yeah. you kind of have to, I know I've been in that season of like, okay, what's going to work? What's going to stick? What's going to help me to actually intentionally make this a habit again? Because absolutely it was yeah. just so rough that I couldn't. But I think that another big part, that, that huddle part that you were saying, yes, um, yeah, It was probably a month or so ago, I reached out to a friend of mine who's just this amazing, strong, wonderful Christian woman, and I only have, like, I mean, I have local friends, but only a few, like, good local friends who, uh, who really know the inner workings of everything that's gone on in the past, yeah. you know, 14 years, much less the last six months, but I just kind of reached out to her, like, I am so dry, I am so... Like, I just don't know even how to move forward in my relationship with God. I know I need to be in the word, but I just, I'm having a hard time with it. And so she just, she was like, let's go to coffee tonight. Let's go. Oh, good. Yeah. And so we went and we talked about it and she was like, I just want to encourage you to be in the word, even though you don't feel like you're loved or any of those things. Like sometimes you just have to make that choice to believe that what God says is true, even if you don't feel it. That's right. And yeah. she, she said, you know, what is going to help you? What simple thing can we do to help you be in the Word every day? And so we yeah. agreed, like, we were just going to text each other every morning, like, either a picture of what we'd been reading in the Word that morning, or, you know, just a little bit of insight about how a verse or two or a whole section had impacted us, what we felt like God was telling us that day. That's so good. And yeah, I mean, and it hasn't been every single morning, you know, It's it's been a little bit hit and miss, but even just knowing, like, I have her to be accountable to is so helpful in establishing those habits again. I want to talk about HelloFresh for a second because last week I got the pleasure again of having a HelloFresh box delivered straight to my doorstep. And do you know what that means? That means that I did not have to drag my children to the grocery store with me. Because as I'm sure you know. You get it. Going to the grocery store with small children is like strapping wild animals into a cart and trying to use your brain about what you actually need to feed your family. And I think I may really rather be caged with wild animals than take on that task. It is beyond frustrating to me. So when I get a HelloFresh box to my doorstep and I know that all of the meals are going to be things that my kids actually like because they've got an awesome selection. You can choose from classic veggie or family and each box is made up of fresh responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high rated trusted sources. It's awesome. There hasn't been a meal yet that my kids haven't loved. Our personal favorite has been the pork barbecue meatloaves. Oh my goodness. We gobbled those puppies up so fast, I thought they were gonna be leftovers, but no, we just ate them all. And I love how much easier it makes my life. I don't have to do the meal planning. I don't have to do the meal prep. It comes to my doorstep. I have absolutely no decision-making other than the decision to actually make the food, which when I have it, then I make it! It makes things so simple and convenient for me. All the ingredients come pre-measured in a handy labeled little meal kits, which just, that's really like one of my love languages to have all of that pre-prepped. I mean, seriously. You guys know, I'm a pre-prepper planner and when they do it for me, it's like magic. So if you want to avoid strapping your wild monkeys into a cart at the grocery store and spend less time meal planning, grocery shopping, and getting out of a recipe rut, really finding new fun things that your family enjoys to eat, then I suggest you give HelloFresh a try. If you go to hellofresh.com and use the code CTL30, you'll get $30 off your first week. I mean, you can't beat that. So again, Go to HelloFresh.com, type in the code CTL30 to get that $30 off your first week. Give it a try and let me know what you think.
1: That accountability is really, it, it can seem very heavy if you're not willing to do the discipline Mm -hmm. if you're not willing to do the work but actually accountable you know we're supposed to do this life in community yeah Um, that's why that's why we have the church whether that's coffee shop or mega, you know, whatever it looks like, we are actually created to do this stuff in community. And, um, you know, and and says me, an introvert, I know I need people. I know I need, I need someone to ask me, you know, what is God saying to you? What are you doing about that? And I want to, and I was saying to uh, somebody recently, when one of the, as a leadership team, um, one of the challenges to us was, was pretty intense. And I I was like, whoa, I don't know if I I feel uncomfortable with that. And then my second thing out of my mouth was, but I want to grow. And I do want to grow. And to grow, I need to stretch. I need to be watered. I need someone to be asking these hard questions. Mm -hmm. And um, I think wherever we're at with our devotional life, wherever we're at in our journey with with Jesus, that – to just start somewhere, yes. uh, and I think you know it, there are so many, um, so many apps, so many books, so many studies. There's so many yes. um, wonderful resources that, for whatever your personality types like, whatever your reading yes. skills are, whether you're you prefer to listen or anything, there is yeah. Somebody somewhere is creating something for you Absolutely. to be able to get in the Word of God. And um, you know, when I was a kid, it was like pick up your Bible and read it. That was it. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, I've got my my teenagers are on on New Version, and they you know they can listen mm-hmm. to it, they can read it on the on their phones. Um, I am pretty old fashioned. I do like my Bible to be paper. Yeah, <laughs> I like me too, oh, leader leather back paper open it up i like to i like to feel it like it's a book yes. um, but i do use other things as well but i think i know some of my story is because um, I think some of it is my personality type, some of it was being raised in a in a Christian home where the quiet time was um, part of our daily discipline that I think in, our, in early adult life, so probably in my 20s, I had to deal with legalism a little bit. I had yeah. to deal with, you know, I think sometimes reading our bible every day can become like a you know rubbing a, a lucky rabbit's foot as if we're yeah. trying to, you know if i do this everything will go well yeah. and my day will be fine and you know and that one day when the morning's crazy and the kids are up early and you haven't had your time and you're like it's gonna go terribly um you have to get past that because we um you know if we believe that um in, in god we live and move and have our being then if we and the word of God is inside of us Mm And I know the time when I often get the question and I had it at a conference this weekend I was speaking at you know when you've got babies and you're breastfeeding and you're up in the night and you've got toddlers how do you you know cultivate that rhythm of reading the word of God Mm -hmm. and um you know, my answer that we just, you've got to find a new normal, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, and, and, you know, whether that is, you know, setting a reminder on your phone at some point in the day when there might be a nap going on, um, or when you're breastfeeding, I used to read my Bible when I was breastfeeding with some of my younger, my younger children. Um, or just, you know, pull it up on your phone, just read a few verses or a psalm or something. But the other thing that, um, you know, if you are a listener who has been uh, following um, Jesus for a while, you know, you will have the wealth and the well of the Word of God inside you. And I was amazed that there were, you know, seasons when I wasn't studying it deeply and I wasn't in it every day and um, that I could remember scripture scriptures that god will bring things to mind and that Mm -hmm. i could it was fresh in me even though i wasn't you know and i think i had to learn to get over the legalism of you know if i don't do this you know religiously i guess that's the word religiously every day um you know all will fall apart (laughs) yeah and it it didn't you know it, it didn't at all and um So that was was an important part of my journey, really. But then as soon as I could, I'm a morning person. You guys listening know. I know you are. (laughs) Um, Anybody who uh, follows me on Instagram will see my early morning post because that is when I feel most alive, most creative, most connected with God is is first thing in the morning. And there'll be others like me, and there'll be others who won't be like me. But I find that, you know, opening the Bible – Pretty much in the first half hour of my day is when my mind is clear of anything else I've not started planning a meal I've not had a conversation with a child I've not looked at the phone whatever it is um and I can soak it up you know and I can really do something about it um and that's that's how you know how it works for me I love that. Do you yeah. do yours in the morning? Are you a morning reader girl? Well, I'm not a morning person
0: <laughs> but I, <do. laughs> I am trying because I find that if I if I don't do it first thing, the day just gets away with me. That's right. You know, I just there's there's no way that I can catch back up and come to some sort of calm and quiet and like I said this is something I'm like just trying to like okay work out again because for a long time in our current living situation like I'm in the same room with my kids there's no other place for me to like go To feel like I can, you know, be getting out on my books and like doing it the way that I want to, you know, it's like you were saying, you know, moms with young kids and everything. I mean, I remember that struggle of like, I just, I want to deep, I want to dive into this so deeply and I just can't because I've always got a baby in my arms and, you know, I'm just constantly needed. And I feel like it's kind of been like that here. I just, I have this picture of how I really want to be doing it and that wasn't happening so it just wasn't happening at all and so it's just i've had to really start purposing again that maybe i will only set my alarm for 15 minutes before i think would probably be the earliest time that a kid might start to wake up and for me it's been a lot of accessibility just having the book that I'm reading or the Bible study I'm doing like right next to my bed. So I just can grab it first thing and and yeah. honestly one of the things that's helped me and like I mean I just I've got PTSD and you know all the rest right now. So it's course, like, I know I yeah. have so much to be working through but yeah. I just picked back up I had read the first few chapters like since six months ago and it was so good but I picked it back up and it was um, spoken for by Robin Jones Gunn and Alyssa Joy Bethke yes and- yeah I've just been reading a chapter of that every morning. Like, I just have the book right there, and I can grab it, and there's enough light from the windows that I'm not having to, like, get up and make a bunch of noise from getting up. I just have the book there. And even the other day, like, my 5-year-old, she woke up, and she kind of spied that I was awake over in my bed, so she came crawling (laughs) over to bed with me, and she just snuggled in in front of me, and she would turn the pages for me (laughs) as I was reading. But at least... I was reading it and it's enough because for me right now, it's like, it's giving me Bible verses throughout the chapters and it's nothing like huge or deep, but it's those reminders to me, like God loves you. This is what he's done for you. And this is how this can, you know, look in your life. And for me right now, that is hugely nourishing to just have that. And then another thing that has been really impactful, and I don't have it down pat yet, but it's been a good one to be doing with my kids too, is, um, in Cat Lee's book, Hello Mornings, she talks about just this one verse from Psalms that's about like turning to God every day and looking for his direction in your life every morning. And I see this is how not down I have this verse yet, because I can't even <laughs> tell you what the reference is, but I had written it in my journal. And so I try to at least a couple of times a week as we're getting our homeschool day rolling, like, hey, guys, let's let's read this verse. Let's repeat this verse. Like, this is what we're trying to do today. And that's it's great. just been a couple small things but they're ways of at least helping to develop those habits. Yeah. Um, Just being with him and you know, I it's it's taken six months to really get to this point where I'm like, okay, I you, you love me, God. (laughs) Like that sounds crazy because I've been a Christian for, you know, 20 some years, but I, I, there's just been so much emotional trauma and so much to work through that it's just now that I'm kind of getting back to that. Wow. He does, he does love me. And it's, I don't have to feel guilty if I'm just reading one verse a day. Like he can still use that in my life. Of course he
1: can, and that's the thing is that we, you know, the word of God does, like we said, it does what it's sent out to do. Whether it's one verse, whether it's a whole book, um, I think the the faith aspect of of opening your Bible and believing yeah. this has something for me. I, this breathes life. This has been God breathed, therefore it breathes into me. And I was recently reading in in. Paul's letters to Timothy and how he he says to Timothy, you know, don't forget the scriptures that you were taught as a child. Yeah. Um, you know, and he says, you'll work out God's call on your life, you'll work out what he has for you to do through the word of God, through reading the Bible and I remember writing notes on that underlining that, I go, actually I need the, I need this instruction this wisdom mm-hmm. to figure out and to walk out what God has for me, I can't do life without it um, and it's not, you know you don't have to be, a, again like we said you don't have to be this incredible reader and, and student of the word you, you just need to fall in love with it and that's what I think I definitely did from a very early age. I I think maybe if this is where studies are good, Paul's writing to the Ephesians, he talks about the fivefold ministry and he speaks about the 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 place of the teacher and dave and i always tell people you know you know when you're listening to a a a biblical teacher the kind that paul talks about because they inspire you to get in the word of god yeah they they will talk about the bible and and they leave you feeling like i can do that Mm -hmm. i want to get into the word i i love you know i want to love it i want to fall in love with it and i love the when jeremiah talks about the bible he talks about it as though he's eating something delicious you know it's something in his mouth and you know when you put um cotton candy in your mouth and it melts yeah. <laughs> i imagine him describing it like that like actually this is this is incredible but sometimes we need help to get there mm-hmm. sometimes we need a beth moore or a yeah. you know somebody who does this and is called of god to do that to say hey let me tell you about david let me talk you through the book of ruth let me yeah. you know and then helps and guides us into that truth and into falling in love with it um, and, and really I probably had that from childhood um, and yeah. I probably had my parents doing that and why I've never really felt I've had to get you know had to really delve into those kind of studies and someone's showing mm-hmm. me how to do it But no, I I mean, there's so many out there, so many helpful tools, aren't there, to help people fall in love with the Word of God. Um,
0: Well, and I think falling in love with it and also just so that you make sure you're not, I think... Like the season I'm in right now, it is very like averse here, averse there, topical kinds of things. But I feel like that wouldn't be as impactful for me if I didn't have a really good understanding of the full breadth of the word. And so I'm really glad for the teaching that I received when I was younger, like good, solid teaching I've gotten from churches and the Bible studies that I've done that have been more in-depth or um, inductive, you know, K. Arthur studies and that sort of thing, because I like when, even just reading, even just reading, like I've read through the whole Bible or reading through specific books, because I think it... It can tend to be a problem if we just pick out the certain verses that we want to hear. We can be much more easily led astray if we aren't hearing everything that the Bible has to say. Right. And it's really easy to even be swayed by certain teachers who just major on certain verses. And I think that even goes back to the community that you were talking about, because if you isolate yourself, it's so much easier to become legalistic and become focused on just certain parts of the word that you really want to focus on and maybe ignoring their context or, you know, how God really intended, you know, looking at it from the the point of God's character and how he intended those verses to be taken. You know, so I think that's that's a whole another aspect of having community in your Bible study and just for your Christian growth, because it helps you to stay balanced. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, you're right. I think we have to... Uh, we have to understand the story arc we have to understand the Bible within the whole story mm-hmm. and um, you know I love how Sally Lloyd-Jones in the in the Jesus storybook yes. Bible she talks about every story whispers his name yes. and we can see that from Genesis through to Revelation that people think oh I can't read Leviticus or I can't read yeah. you know Ezra or whatever it is but actually every story does whisper his name every Mm page when we, when because we know it's not just a book, it's inspired by the Holy Spirit, therefore it can speak to us. And yeah, we had um, a, a guest speaker in recently who spent some time with our leadership and he was saying, he views, you know, the Book of Psalms like dessert, and um, a lot of the New Testament. He says that's like it's like dessert. It's like bringing yeah. out the chocolate at the end. Yeah. He said, but you need the meat. You need yeah. the Old Testament, and you need the bed. And he talks about and his his what he does with his leadership team back in in um in the states and in Mexico where he leads quite a large group of congregations. He constantly constantly has them going through the Bible in one year, mm-hmm. so all their leadership are on one page, and they just use the. version app and they go through the, and so they're all reading the whole of the bible um together and they're all on the same page which we which is fantastic um but his his view was yeah you know some people they just kind of pick a psalm now and again but yeah. they're just it's like you're picking a chocolate out of a box yeah. you know i'll have i'll have the one that says it's going to be a nice day or his mercies are new every morning or yeah. you know <laughs> the one that's the most comforting to me at this moment <laughs> that's right and of course we go to the word for comfort of yeah. course we go because it brings us joy but we also go to it because it brings us challenge and it stretches us and it, yeah. it encourages us and it does all of those things um it brings you know direction and it sh- and it and it also shines a light on stuff that is Quite uncomfortable at times. Um, But if we're hungry to grow and to draw closer to God, then we've got to be open to that. Um, Otherwise, we're just going to get, you know, we're going to get fat on the dessert. We're going to get all puffed up on the nice stuff and when stuff is tough you're like oh hang on yeah. this isn't right um but when you understand the whole story um you you do you kind of get to understand what conquering is and what victory is and what relying on god for everything is and what your faith journey is and um yeah I definitely I definitely encourage people to be um, if you're scared of the new te- of the Old Testament then get in there you know yeah. because it's incredible and there's some amazing um, amazing stories and lessons to be learned from all all the lists and the books and the yeah. <laughs> all, all stuff,
0: yes, definitely. Yeah. And if you're yeah. if you're intimidated by Old Testament, then you know start with one of the great books that's a story or a story Absolutely. after story. You know, I mean, there's pretty amazing, crazy, incredible oh, stories. Yeah. Just reading Genesis and Exodus. You know, read Ruth, read Esther, read those ones that, that- Daniel. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 You know, definitely read those ones that have the arc of the story. That's not just, you know, Leviticus or Deuteronomy or, you know, like numbers <laughs> All these ones where you're like, yes. oh, it's a good sure. thing. God sandwiched those in there after like a good chunk of story <laughs> before, Absolutely. you know, I know. But I just, yeah, I think that we can't let ourselves get too complacent, like you were saying, of just picking out the, the Psalms, because if you're just doing that, then even like those great questions that you were talking about, well, if it's just like... God, thank you for all the wonderful things you've done, you know, and the lily of the valley and everything. It's like, yes, we are supposed to be thankful every day. But how how is this changing you? What are you doing with that moving forward? And if you don't get into some of those harder things, then you don't you don't encounter as much of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you have to ask um ask questions. So one way that Dave and I used to teach young people to read the Bible was with um, an arrow, a question mark, and a light bulb. And we'd get them to, we'd, we'd print out a piece of passage from Scripture, get them to read it and we would uh if there was something they didn't understand they would write a question mark next to it if there was something in it that brought direction to their life they'd put an arrow next to it if there was something that was uh like a revelation it was like something brand new they'd put a light bulb next to it Mm -hmm. and we got them to kind of create this you know rhythm of reading through does this force a question does this bring direction does this bring revelation and um, it just helps that in those younger years or even if you're young in your faith to to uh, bring a little bit of adventure to your reading and yeah. to the word of God and um, the other thing I just thought of as well Mackenzie which is, is so beautiful nowadays that like you can get a hold of so much is having scripture on your wall you know yes. on framed um, on cards I mean just having it around your home if you can um as as reminders for yourself for your family um and really i don't i don't have that enough i'd like to do that more in my new house um but i like i've got some framed pictures around with with scriptures on but i think that's a great way to just walk through your home see the word of god taking its place um yeah i love that I totally yeah. agree.
0: I mean, you can even get, you know, wallpaper for your phone. So, you know, the, the home screen of your phone has it on That's there. That's right. You know I mean, That's right so many places that we can put it these days. I know this isn't an actual verse, but it's from a hymn. I found this big canvas print that says, it is well with my soul. And oh, I love that. Yeah. I can't wait for us to get a house at some point and have that up because it's just like that constant reminder of, okay, you know, even when things are tough, it's it's okay. You know, I just, I love that idea of kind of being surrounded by scripture. I think that's one of the fun things that She Reads Truth does. Yes. Because when they send out their Bible studies, which, I mean, they're a little pricey, I will say that. But (laughs) you do get these beautiful scripture prints. Like, I think even more so than the books that I've gotten from them, I love the prints. Because they even have the little cards that you can put, you know, anywhere, really. And then they have the bigger prints that you can just slip into a frame and be able to kind of be you know Mm. if you have a few you can be even changing them out every so often so that it stays fresh you know sometimes you kind of get blind to what's right in front of you but yes but I yeah I totally agree with you there's so many ways
1: to really surround ourselves with scripture these days definitely yeah so simple isn't it yeah but just um yeah have it in front of you constant reminders
0: yeah yeah and realizing you know what works for you look at think of all the different i mean like you were saying you mentioned a lot of them earlier there's audio there's i mean i i wrote a list here of like some of the different bible studies that i've done in the past if somebody's just looking like for resources i'm just going to kind of throw these out here really quickly they're things i've either done in the past i'm currently doing or hope to do in the future um i think that laura casey's um company cultivate what matters they have yes. really lovely write the word journals they just sent me one and they're so simple they just give you a few verses to write out they give you space to do that they give you like a spot to say kind of your word for that day and then they have journaling space on the back of every page and like a place to write the things you're thankful for so it's a very great. simple format but i think really effective very good. Yeah. yeah. I loved Sally Clarkson and Angela Parrott's Bible study. You are loved. If you're just really needing to, like, grapple with God on, like, his opinion of you, I think that is a great one, as well as the one I mentioned, Spoken For by Robin Jones Gunn and Alyssa Joy. Yeah. And yeah. then pretty much anything by Carrie Danker from stonesoupforfive.com. Okay. They are So good. She's just like this little independent gal who, you know, creates. You can actually buy some of the hard copy studies that she has for sale off of Amazon. But she does a lot of the journal and doodle studies. And she, so she'll take you through all of that. Like, if you really want to interact with the scripture and really remember it, I think that doodling is a really good way to do that. Kind of like what you were saying with, you know, making the little, you know, light bulbs and stuff. She does that like to the extreme and it's amazing. But she also has these new meditate journals that walk through huge chunks of scripture and allow you to kind of take it at your own pace and not feel rushed by it, but really ponder what the word is saying. So I think she's good great resources. Um, Like I mentioned, just texting with a friend, just picking a book and texting with a friend, I think is a great way to go. Just picking something to memorize, I think is a great way to go, even if it's just a verse. Um, Or maybe you want to do a whole book, like just deciding that you want to memorize something can be really effective. And then K Arthur's Precept Upon Precept Bible Studies, if you want to go like super deep, then get one of those a lot of times if you do the one she's currently doing they even have the radio program that you can listen to so you're getting like even more fed by that i think that's a really good option and then next year something i'm going to do because it kind of combines the accountability with a little bit deeper bible study is i'm hoping to join a bible study fellowship group okay cool so That's just like a a really speedy list of a bunch of different options that people can be looking at if you're just like, I just know I need to make a habit out of this. Where do I start? Well, here's some ways you can start, or you know, just pick a book.
1: So I, um, I haven't used loads of studies. Um, I do love version, the app. Um, yes. They have lots of choices on there. I mean, you can go through, you can do the Bible in a year, Bible in six months, you can do a chronological Bible, you can do, and then they have various people partnering with them. Yeah, produce. Yeah, so my husband, he, um, another one of his uh, sidelines is um, a company called Clear series, which is a video-based, um, st- like a, a guide you can use in schools and youth groups for young people, um, and and they'll be on there as well soon cool. on U version, which is amazing. Yeah, uh, just a ch- another opportunity to to bring some help people with some guidance with the Word of God. So I do I do love U version. Um, I have. Uh, In the past, use a little bit of Beth Moore in a group. Mm -hmm. Um, I do like um, Havala. I'm trying to think of how you pronounce her surname. I want to say Cunnington. Havala Cunnington. Have you heard of her? I haven't. So her, uh, the website is truthtotable.com. Okay. And I do believe her background is Bethel Church in Reading. Okay. And uh, she has got... Um, quite a few studies and then with the study, so you get a book and then with the book, uh, she often does like a video course online, sometimes it's completely free, goes along with the book. So she's got she's got one called Radical Growth which I did with a few girls in the past, she's got one called Eat, Pray, Hustle, she's got one called Soul Food, um, she's got one called I Do Hard Things um, and they're generally um, 20-day Bible studies um, awesome. from a certain part of the Bible so she's great, um, really relatable, really enthusiastic, great Bible teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she's great. Um, and then, you know, with I mean, outside of that, really, it's kind of um, often I will come across a preacher who... Yeah. I love and then I'll go and you know do the whole stalking them and looking at what yeah. they do what they write and I think if you find someone who you relate to and whose teaching really speaks to you yeah. hopefully that's hopefully number one is, is with obviously within the local church but there's so many people you can yeah. stream online everything now um yeah. you know if they've written a book read it if they if they write online just see see what they've got there and yeah. and, and you don't have to spend money there's so many you know the U version stuff's all free so i think yeah. they're really in this day and age there's no excuse yeah. um to not not be somehow engaging with the Word of God. Yeah, yeah somehow putting yeah. forth that effort. And it, when
0: you were talking, I actually thought of two more. Um, well, Katie Orr, who I've had on the show before, she has great Bible studies, but she also has a podcast to go along with okay. that with her husband, which is another great way to just kind of get that daily dose of the Bible. And oh, yeah. I think that Kat's Hello Morning podcast does Bible studies and then emily thomas from mom struggling well does a weekly bible study i mean there's just there's okay. so many ways that
1: we can be so many in the ways word, you know yeah so many ways there's a book i can recommend as well called how to read the bible for all it's worth mm-hmm. um this is by gordon fee douglas stewart God, God, yeah gordon fee uh, again just a book to help you approach the bible and approach your reading of it if people are you know interested in that but yeah yeah, that's a good one how to read the bible for all it's worth um but you know really just open it up read it see what happens (laughs) so much of it is just deciding to do it
0: to just yes it is whatever way it is you pick whatever just deciding to like very consciously make it a habit that's right absolutely yeah. so yeah the, I mean, your habit and huddle thing is that like a hashtag can people like all around the world do that <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, it's a hashtag at Mosaic Church, but hopefully it will grow. We do have these little cards, um, like a credit card style size thing that we've handed out to everyone in the church that says habit and huddle. And, um, uh, yeah, and we've got all – And I I mean, if people follow me on Instagram, I occasionally will hashtag habit and huddle. It's just starting to grow, really. But it's just a way of people remembering, okay, this is my daily habit, and this is how I – connect with someone else over yeah. it and this is the accountability but yeah um absolutely use the use the hashtag see yeah. what happens it'll
0: be fun <laughs> yeah. to see like and tag me tag at <@bolterpoint2> if you do absolutely. like I, I would love to see what people are what people are doing
1: yeah and we've got and obviously you know we've got on the mosaic church mosaicchurch.co.uk on the website we've got all our teaching on this subject so if anybody is interested yeah. um we are just, yeah, going through and just if you want to get back to the basics of why we read the Bible, what it's for, uh, I can recommend all Dave Bowden's preachers. He's pretty good. He is my favorite. Yes. (laughs) Um, and, And and purely that's just on there to encourage people and just to help people. Um but yeah we we um we're slowly getting the videos up onto YouTube but all the podcasts are on our website. So so really just loads and loads of tools. Just you know really putting into people's hands into their hearts um this encouragement to get back to the word of god and um i'm ex- i'm excited to see what happens when people really really fall in love with it and really yeah. grasp that yeah it's amazing i agree yeah.
0: okay I agree. but to wrap things up how are you currently cultivating loveliness
1: the thing is i'm really cultivating lovely is my morning walk um and i'm trying to get out the door even and it's not even like a, just an exercise thing. It's a seeing, looking at the window, and being drawn outside mm-hmm. before anybody wakes up. Just as so, this morning I managed to get outside just as the sun was coming up, um, and it was a frost, very frosty morning here. I'm not sure how, how the weather is, how spring is forming where you are, uh, Mackenzie. Yeah, <laughs> very frosty. <laughs> cold here Um, and it was the most incredible beautiful morning but this again this whole thing of of when I wake up first thing in the morning I'm not cluttered with the noise of the day so I'm my most creative now that can come sometimes be overload with ideas and I'm gonna set this up and I'm gonna write this and you know you get back home and it's all gone out the window but... (laughs) Um, but having um just intentionally stepping out the door, you know, this morning I put my wellies on and, and had to wrap it warm. Um, but it's doing my heart good. It's just I and mean, in some days I could do a million other things. Yeah. I could flick on the computer, um, you know, and start to do some work and I could do a, but actually what I'm realizing is, you know, cultivating the lovely in my morning. Um, for me personally is unless it's absolutely throwing it down, um, is to just step outside and to take a walk, enjoy God's creation, breathe in some fresh air, uh, and then come back to all the things. And then, yeah, how about you? How are you cultivating the lovely?
0: Well, I, you know, like (laughs) I've talked about quite a bit, and in this episode specifically, there's been a lot of stress and a lot of things, especially over the last six months, and I just started realizing it was really wearing on my health. And yes. so I actually just went and started seeing a local naturopath. And okay. I've been kind of documenting some of this in Insta stories so people I, yes, can see. Yes, I've seen it. Yes, so I had yes. acupuncture, and I'm starting to do that. And, you know, right now, when I were recording this, it was just a week ago, not even a week ago, that I went. Okay. But I'm already seeing, like, improvements and just being more conscious of things. My mom and I are really trying to really... Hone in on food allergies and, like, making good food choices, which I've been doing for probably a good month, like, really kind of trying to revolutionize the way that I eat. But, you know, it's a hard thing. It's not necessarily that fun. But sometimes those things are that our self-care are hard but they're just really good for you and you just have to do them anyway and that's right yeah so that's kind of how I've been cultivating loveliness getting needles yeah. stuck all over my body that's, that's an interesting one <laughs> yeah but it yeah. was awesome and yeah. it was kind of funny because I'd heard enough about it and seen enough things about acupuncture that I wasn't really nervous but I think the naturopath thought I was going to be really nervous she's like she was getting everything together she's like are you are you doing okay over there I was like
1: yeah. No. Yeah?
0: Like yeah. should I not be? And she was like, Oh well just a lot of people are really, you know, nervous and they have a lot of anxiety leading up to it. I was like Oh, I guess I hadn't really thought to be nervous. I think I'm just more curious than anything else. So that's great. That must have been helpful for her, though. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, good, okay." <laughs> so, yeah, it was wow. it was a really great experience, and and I'm excited to see
1: how my health continues to improve yeah. over
0: the next yes. couple months and stuff. Yeah, so,
1: that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Ooh, I have a bonus one. Can I do a bonus? Yes, you Lovely. I just so um, you know, I know we've talked about homemaking and things and that's something that our listeners like to know about well I have been cultivating the lovely in my home oh, by working working on the area around my kitchen sink <laughs> um, because we you know we spend a lot of time there yeah. so I've been um, and I, I did put a, a, on my Instagram story today at, on recording day um, you'll see some things I've been working on today but Because it's, you know, it's still a fairly new home. I know it's nearly a year, but we're still finding little bits. And and there was stuff on the window frame that just needed peeling off and cleaning up. And and, um, anyway, I've done it all this week and I've cleaned up the frame and I've decided what I'm going to have on there, what plants. And beyond the kitchen window, I've put some in the garden. I've put some bird feeders so I can see birds. And yeah, it's uh, it's just a really small area of our home, isn't it? Yeah. And, um and but actually, there's something about one when it's beautiful, you want to keep it that way. It's true. Uh, so as I've done this, as soon as there's been a few dishes, I've done them straight away because I don't want anything yes. to just <laughs> spoil the window. Yes. So this this kitchen window project was quite a big deal. So um, and I keep thinking a fly lady, you know, speaking into my ear, like shine your sink and yeah. um, leaving that area clear. So I've been quite proud of myself because today's been a real victory day over it. I thought, yes, that's exactly how I want it. I even, and I am not a Pinterest person really, it overwhelms me, but I even went on Pinterest uh, and, and typed in uh, kitchen sink window or something like that. I and had
0: love a- it. <laughs> that's
1: <is> so something <laughs> I would do. See, I'm learning from you guys. I am learning- you um but i just got a few little ideas around my plants and things like that and um but yes it's such a simple part of our home but i think i you know do spend a lot of time whether it's during food prep or dishes or just um so i've created this little small pocket of a haven uh, so that when i'm working i am cultivating the lovely i love it that is a fabulous yeah. one and a
0: great note to end on thank you so much for your bonus lovely my pleasure Yes, well, you go enjoy your sink, and I will talk to you soon.
1: Talk to you soon. Okay.
0: I hope you guys found this episode to be really valuable, because if nothing else, the heart of CTL is that all of us are walking closely with Jesus. It's so important that we're each spending that time in the Word with Him every day, and I hope that this episode helped give you some ideas of making that happen more in your life. If you want to see any of the resources that Leah and I mentioned in this episode, you can go to boldturquoise.com forward slash 060, and it will take you to all the links to everything so you can find it really easily. And then if you want a little bit more of this CTL fun stuff that we have going on, then be sure you check out my brand new podcast if you haven't heard about it yet. I did mention it on a special introductory episode last week, but it's called What Ingrid and Fiona Like. It's an exclusive for our Patreon subscribers of $5 or more and it's me and my best friend Rebecca aka Fiona. I'm Ingrid and we talk about things that we like. So last week was a bit of an introductory episode and then every Friday from now on we will have new episodes about all different topics. We really want the listeners to be involved with it. So if you have questions or if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, we want to hear about it. So go to patreon.com forward slash cultivating the lovely to see what it's like. You can listen to that episode from last week to get a little snippet, an idea of what we have to offer. This week we'll be talking about our favorite foods that we're eating on this crazy diet that we've been on, and then we're also going to be covering the apps that we use the most and our favorite podcasts in the month of April, so be sure to check that out. We also have a ton of other things going on in the Patreon community for the levels that are a little bit higher up. We're working on our wardrobes and really figuring out what looks good on us and how to buy things that work for our body types and our colors. Coloring and all of that. It's super fun. We've got a challenge going on that you may have seen on Instagram this week where we're showing our clothes every day, where we're taking pictures of ourselves that, because we've actually gotten up and gotten dressed in the morning. It's a really fun challenge. It's hashtag get dressed lovely and you can find out more about that by heading over to patreon.com forward slash cultivating the lovely as well. Okay, ladies, as always, thank you for leaving those ratings and reviews in iTunes. We so appreciate it. Tell your friends about the podcast, let everybody know that you. Like it and what you like about it, we always appreciate when you do so. And until next week, when I will be back with Jodie McKenna talking about our favorite hobbies, go be bold and gracious.